It's not a product, it's a technology. It's an education challenge. A regenerative suspension? There will be a growing demand for industrial photovoltaics. Innovation in the financing space. The high-speed train is in all our interests. All political lines. Australia is a solar paradise. The market is moving much faster than that. You've got something that's transformational. Solar window in a can. Beyond Zero, global warming science, solutions and action. Taking it to a do-it-yourself level. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Beyond Zero show. We're coming to you from the studios of 3CR in Melbourne and syndicated around Australia on the Community Radio Network and podcast at bze.org and 3cr.org. My name's Michael Steindl and today I'm joined with my co-hosts Natalie Bucknell and Kay Wenigal. Hello Michael, hello listeners. Hi Mike, hi listeners. Hi everyone. So who hasn't heard of the Alternative Technology Association? Hands up. Or ATA as it's more commonly known. The ATA started in 1980 and has led the way in showing us how to lessen the impact of our, on our planet by action. Andrew Redaway, an energy analyst with ATA, is here today to tell us more about their latest initiatives. Welcome, Andrew. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. That's great. Um, tell us a bit about yourself first, Andrew. Uh, well, I studied engineering and then after various roles, um, uh, spent some time at the Australian Energy Market Operator, AEMO. So one of the things I did there was um, uh, the, their first forecast for the uptake of uh, rooftop solar in Australia. Uh, and, uh, yeah, actually um, helped out on w- w- with some volunteering work and on with BZE on the um, buildings plan and uh, been with the ATA for five years. And, yeah, so, so now I'm part of the policy and projects team there. I'm a bit curious, Andrew. How did your forecasting go about the uptake of solar? How has that played out? It's, it's actually looking all right, un- unlike some of the other AEMO forecasts, which have uh, turned out to be quite far from the mark. But um, yeah, um, if, if you look at the the uh, yeah, I, I did like three forecasts, like a low, medium, and high. And if, if you look at the high forecast then, yeah, we're, um, it's not too bad. Yeah, um, if you project what we're doing now, it's probably going to end up um, being pretty, pretty close in the next mm. 10, 20 impressive. years. <laughs> yeah, it is impressive, given that um, the uptake's been quite unprecedented and surprised many all around the world. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it's going really strong this year, actually, and, and over the last year. If that keeps going, then, then the forecast might turn out to be a bit, uh, sure. a bit low. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, as um, Mike said in the introduction, ATA has been around for a long time and has got a great reputation. Can you tell us what its main focus is these days? Yeah, well, we're a not-for-profit membership-based organisation. Most of our members are households and individuals, but we we do have some uh, business members as well. And we've got member branches around Australia and our office based based in Melbourne. We've got quite a broad spectrum of activities, so... Uh, everything from individual advice on solar, hot water and energy efficiency and all that, which I think we'll, we'll talk a bit about later on, uh, all, all the way through to advocating in the energy market. So we, we've, we've got a seat on the uh, consultation uh, re- representing consumers when, when there's um, rule changes in the energy market and that kind of thing. So, yeah, fairly broad. We're well known for our magazines, Renew and Sanctuary. Mm. Yeah, they're we, great resources, those. Oh, great. Yeah, we, we hold events like Sustainable House Day, the EV Expo, Speed Data Sustainable Expert, various talks and things. 
yeah, we've uh, got an East Timor project that, that we organise, and um, uh, yeah, and uh, the consulting projects and research work that um, we do as part of the team that I'm in. So you, most recently, you were mentioned in the checkout just, uh, uh, I think, only a week ago, weren't you, as an independent advisor on solar systems and storage. Pretty, pretty good cue. Uh. Yeah, we, we're, we're really pleased to see our name flash up there. So in in, in the checkout. Yeah, the the advice service that that we run has has been really popular actually. Um, so so there's a couple of different ways that we give advice. Um, for for ATA members, then they're they're free to call up and uh, get and get and get some quick questions answered every now and then. Um, we we also have a, uh, a fee for service um, uh, advice consultation. So uh, that basically gets an hour of our time to to talk through issues. Around um, solar, hot water, um, energy efficiency. Often those arise um, when someone's building a home or renovating, or uh, yeah, just just looking to install solar and stuff like that. So it's generally around energy efficiency, is it, in the home? Uh, yeah, energy efficiency, um, renewable energy, hot water, yeah, all, all those sorts of things, and 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 they all sort of interrelate. Or, or, or also electric vehicles to some extent. So. You you often find pe- and people call up saying, "Oh yeah, I, I want to install solar with a battery," and then when you when you talk through it, you end up talking about hot water and <laughs> um, <laughs> curtains and <laughs> all these other things because everything's sort of uh, related mm. these days. Mm. Certainly is. So the, the checkout, speaking of installing solar, also mentioned the Sunulator, uh, which is a free solar calculator. You actually invented the Sunulator, didn't you? Yes, that's right. Yeah, we, we um, uh, got some funding from the Lord Mayor's Charitable Fund in Melbourne and also the C- City of Sydney mm-hmm. um, originally. And the focus was for community solar project to provide them with a tool that, that they could use to do an initial assessment of the economic viability of, of a potential project. So how do they do that? The best way is, is uh, if, if they can obtain some uh, metering data from, from a host site that, that might have solar panels put on the roof, um, then they can copy and paste that into Sunulator um, to, to reflect the electricity consumption of that site. The, then Sunulator um, runs a, a simulation for a whole year and half hourly intervals, um, working out what the solar generation would be in each of those intervals, uh, nets off the generation compared to the consumption, so your export or import from the grid in each interval, um, multiply by the tariffs, the uh, import and feed-in tariffs, and, and, and then um, projects the bill savings out for up to 30 years in the future and can, comes up with the economic um, stats like payback time and um, internal rate of return and all of that, yeah. Does it take into account any sort of shadowing effect? Um, the version, or so forth? the version that we've got freely available on the website doesn't yet, but we we do have um, we're, we're continually developing it for our own purposes um, with with our projects that we do in, in the ATA. So we we do have some um, shadowing functionality in in our own internal version, but we just need to find a chance uh, to do, do the work to package it all, all up nicely into, into, a, into a freely available version. So if people came to you with a consultation, they'd be able to take advantage of that? Yes, that's right, yeah. It's, it's, it's a fairly basic overshadowing at the moment. It, it, it just um, covers cases like where you're, you're putting your solar panels on your north-facing roof and, and you've got a, a neighbour building directly to the north um, that has a certain height to it. 
So, so it, it, it covers when, when the sun rises above a certain angle in the sky. But if you've got a tree that's uh, uh, positioned to the west so, so that you get uh, – it's shady in summer but not winter, then, yeah, it's not going to fully cover that situation. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So getting on to that, um, you were talking at some stage about variable tariffs, um, time-of-day tariffs. Yes, yeah. That, Can you tell us tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Yeah, that, that's quite an interesting uh, recent development in in the electricity markets. Um, uh, in regional Queensland, in the um, uh, area covered by the Ergon uh, distribution network, there are some people who are already on a, a time varying uh, feed in tariff. Um, and uh, in in Victoria, um, from from the 1st of July, that's going to become an option for, for um, electricity retailers to, to provide that as, as their feed-in tariff. And, and then they're saying that from 1st of July 2019, it's, it's going to become compulsory. So, so what, what it means is, um, at, at the moment, um, all the electricity that you export out to the grid, because it's surplus to your needs... Um, you get paid, at the moment, it's 11.3 cents in Victoria, for example, um, as, as a minimum. Uh, retailers can go above that if, if they uh, choose to offer it. Um, but under a time-varying feed-in tariff, it's not just a, a single number. Um, and in, in the Victorian case, they're, um, they're saying, uh, well, on a, on a weekday from 3pm to 9pm, uh, it's up around 29 cents. So, so it's a much higher feed-in mm-hmm. tariff than... What we what we've been used to for for the uh, last several years, um, but um, uh, at times outside that, then it'll be a fairly low feed-in tariff. Um, so the, the the reasoning behind that is to make it cost reflective or value reflective, because the um, the Victorian Essential Services Commission, who reviews the feed-in tariff every year, they they, they commission some some modelling work. Um, uh, on on the wholesale market for electricity, and uh, that was coming up saying that in in future um, the wholesale electricity will actually be quite cheap around the middle of the day, um, and because there's so much solar going in, you have an oversupply of electricity mm. around that time. That's that's why we've now got the duck curve, where it used to be a big peak in the middle of the day, and it's been chopped off by the solar, and and now we've got the peak towards the end of the day. Is that's that, right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. Um, uh, d- down in the in the belly of the duck, then you um, you you don't get so much uh, uh, return for your solar exports. Mm-hmm. But um, up around the head and the beak of mm-hmm. the duck, then you you get more. So um, the practical effect of that is you you might have to think about which retailer you're going with and what feed and tariff they're offering, and um, uh, Potentially, it, 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 it'll incentivise panels that face more to the west, so, so you're generating more mm-hmm. in the evening, and potentially investigate, uh, incentivise batteries as well. And I'm, I'm actually about to start a piece of work for a client soon that, that looks into um, uh, the, the viability of uh, installing a battery to uh, take advantage of that high evening feed-in tariff. And this means you do your washing in the morning to use your own power and then... Export in the afternoon and evening. Yes, yep. That's uh, that's the way things seem to be going. Yes. So there are ex- um, issues about how much power you can export to the grid on this same topic. Uh, um, it's limited generally to five kilowatt per phase. That is, why is that? Uh, it's it's due to limitations in the local networks, the um, distribution grid. So um, 
the these networks were set up not with solar initially in mind, um, and um, it's mostly about the, the the voltage. So so the grids normally two hundred thirty volts. In most of Australia, Queensland still hasn't um, switched back from two forty to two thirty, mm-hmm. um, but. Um, a lot of people don't realise that there's actually a lot of variability um, on in that voltage. Mm-hmm. So some houses um, actually are up around the 250 volts, others are down 220 volts. And and, and even in the same house, it, it, it varies um, from time of day and, and depending on the... Uh, the load on 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 their part of the network, and of course, cross phases. If you've got multi phase, yep, that's right. Yep, and so 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 even how close you are to the closest transformer at the end of your street mm. or wherever the transformer is can, makes a difference as well. Um, and, and I notice they can tweak the transformers if you complain loudly enough. Yes, and so someone else misses out then. Uh, potentially. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, well, um, it, it's 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 up to the distributor to to make sure that every, everyone gets electricity that's that's within spec, uh, within that tolerance range around the the two hundred. Most people volts. wouldn't even know, would they? That's right. That's right. And, and um, one um, there was a paper out recently that, that that was saying making the point that well, it's it's not not actually solar that that's causing all these problems. It's just that uh, it's making it more visible because mm-hmm. when when you have a solar installer, um, it'll have a little LED screen on it with one of the menus you can scroll through is the voltage and mm-hmm. it'll 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 tell you, and and also if um, if if the voltage goes too high, this is the the real issue for a, a lot of people who have solar, then the the solar inverter will will, will start to back off its its generation to. Um, um, uh, Avoid making the, the voltage issue worse. Mm. That, exactly, that was happening to Kay's sister. That, that it was cutting out, not exporting to the grid, and it was just that the grid was too high, and its settings said, "I can't export at that voltage." Right. That, yep. Does that happen to many people? Um, we we don't have any stats on that, um, but a- anecdotally, um, it's it doesn't seem to be too widespread. But um, yeah, on on the uh, discussion forums on the internet, um, yeah, there, there there are plenty of people reporting this, but. Um, yeah, out out of the millions of households that have solar, it doesn't yet seem to be a widespread issue. Um, but as as solar uh, rolls out in the future and goes to potentially four times the rollout we we have now, then yeah, it, it could become more of an issue. Well, it, it certainly is an issue, um, and, and I've noticed that from my own experience. I found that the the voltages had changed from about two hundred to two hundred and fifty volts across Melbourne, which is a massive. Um, variability and the suppliers weren't being held to account at all there is no monitoring of that and and even when you report it it's just an isolated incident but it also affects all the appliances within the house or can yes if the voltage drops too low um, and people don't realize yes yes that's right the electronics can't cope with that the the lifespan of your appliances can can be affected so it's 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 actually not not just a solar issue it's um yeah, even if no one in the street has solar, then um, you, you, there's still well maybe uh, big voltage swings happening just just due to the variability in in demand um, at different times of the day and week, and 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 that may may be um, shortening the lifespan of your appliances. Yeah. 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 
So sticking with oh sorry, okay. No, sticking with um, solar installations and and harking back to your AEMO projections, can you tell listeners what the trends are in solar panel economics, the costs and the potential roadblocks? Yeah, sure. Um, so the the economics at the moment are very positive. Um, the 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 cost of a large solar system is now quite competitive or you know um, around the five kilowatt sort of range so that's say 18 panels sort of thing um, uh, so in in most cases it's uh, it makes sense to to put in a fairly large solar system um, obviously you're limited by roof space and budget and and potentially that um, uh, permission to connect into the, the local grid the the proviso with with that is um the the feed in tariffs are at the moment um say around that 10 11 cents range around most of australia um western australia is down around 7 still they mm. they're getting ripped off a little bit i think um it's in in some locations you can get up to 14 cents um so the, the, those feed-in tariffs are actually decent. Um, um, a lot of people complain, oh, but I'm, I'm paying 30 cents, so, mm. so why aren't I getting 30? But um, there, there actually are some good reasons behind that. We, we may not have time to, 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 to go into that and that side of it. Essentially, but, that's nearer the wholesale price, but it doesn't reflect the, the yeah, retail markups and stuff. Yeah, yep. that's right, yeah. So, so um, w- we'd argue that that maybe there should be a few extra cents added on, but 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 they're actually not too bad at the moment, and 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 they're at a level that where where solar panels do pay for themselves in a reasonable time, e- even mm. if they're exporting most of their their generation back to the grid. So the uncertainty is about what's going to happen to that feed-in tariff in the future. Um, and this this comes back to the whole issue of the grid and what's going to happen with uh, renewables and coal and all of that. Mm-hmm. But um, we, we we seem to have en- entered a bit of a cycle where the, there's a, a dynamic process happening where um, more renewables come in, which undermines the economics of the coal-fired uh, power stations. The oldest and dirtiest of them closes, for, for example, Hazelwood. Uh, that suddenly flips the market from oversupply to undersupply. Um, wholesale prices jump up. Uh, that that gives coal-fired power stations a new lease on life because because they're more prof- profitable. But it also incentivizes more renewables to come in, and the whole process starts again. So we we're probably in quite a sort of um, uh, over the lifespan of a solar system that you install now. There's probably probably going to be waves of high feed-in tariffs and low feed-in tariffs. So. There's there's no exact science around this, and and it, it depends so much on on the politics well, as well. We've got a federal government that undermines any certainty in this area. So if you've just tuned in, we're talking to Andrew Redaway from ATA about the services that ATA provides, and one of those services I understand is speed dating a sustainability expert. Is that right? <laughs> uh, uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> and so it's 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 a bit of a bit of a funny title, but um. Uh, yeah, I've 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 um, uh, been speed dated a few times oh, at, at, at those events, and it's 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 not not quite as um, uh, yeah, uh, it's not not maybe not what what you might think. Yeah, so so, so it's um, basically you 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 have a bunch of um, architects, uh, green builders, building designers, um, energy experts, solar experts, um, gardening and water type type people. And you you have a bunch of uh, general public who've who've uh, registered for the event and um, nominated which experts they'd like to speak to. And 
it's it's a free service for the public because our our, our fees get paid by whoever's organising it. In, in in a lot of cases, it's uh, local councils, and yeah. So as as a as a punter, you get um, ten or fifteen minutes with a series of experts in fairly rapid succession. You can show them house plans or aerial photos and that sort of thing, and. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, and get, get some quick advice, and um, the the advantage for the um, for the experts who who are attending is to to make contacts and build build some leads for for future work. Mm. Yeah, and and we we offer these all the time, um, all all over Australia. It's uh, it's quite quite a busy program. So, do they happen every few months, or in different areas, or how yeah, oh, every every week or two, there'll there'll be one somewhere in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, so so, so th- th- there's a specific web- website for that. If e- if you just do an internet search on Speed Data Sustainable Expert, then yeah, you'll you, know, you can see which ones are coming up. Mm. And it's very handy, isn't it? Because quite often you don't know what you don't know, and these experts will be able to point that out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm. So, Andrew, I guess that sort of mostly would apply to homeowners, um, but ATA's recently done something for renters as well. What what are you doing in that area? Yes, we've we've um, uh, recently published, or actually republished. We we, we had a previous one uh, years ago, um, the uh, Renters Guide to Sustainability. So so it's a free booklet that that you can uh, download off off our website. So uh, yeah, if if you just go to ata.org.au, you'll you'll find it fairly quickly. And there's it's it's fairly comprehensive. It's uh, ten pages or more, and it's just heaps of tips for for um, people who are renting on how how to help reduce their electricity bills and and help the environment. Oh, and gas bills, yeah. So does much of it differ from what you'd be advising regular homeowners? The the principles are still the same. Yeah, um, a- energy efficiency is is uh, sometimes overlooked. Um, uh, solar panels and batteries are so sexy, but um, uh, yeah, um, uh, draft ceiling, insulation, um, putting blinds on, LED lights, um, uh, just just um, uh, your behaviour, how how you use appliances, all all of these things make a massive difference. Yeah. Gas appliances versus versus electric as well, and we we actually just did a um, a, a study on gas versus electricity, and and, and especially if you've got solar panels. So mm. yeah, and there's an article on that in our latest Renew magazine. So that would um, be more applicable to homeowners rather than renters, wouldn't it? Probably yes, that one. Yep. Um, but um, e- even as a renter, it, it depends on on how amenable your uh, landlord is, I guess. To um, if 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 your old hot water service is dying, for example, then um, you you may be able to convince them to uh, go with something other than just a like for like replacement. Andrew, the hot topic at the moment is the neg. I realise it's a, it's a dynamic issue. Very briefly, what's ATA's attitude to the current version of the NEG? Well, it's it's a little bit of a wait and see process because, as as you said, it's, it's you have to wait because there's really nothing to it at the moment. <laughs> to <is> see, <laughs> well, yeah, it, it the as the news comes out, it just it just seems to keep changing. It seems fairly amorphous and opaque, and yeah, it's. It, it's it's also quite a sort of indirect process. It's it's it's, it's all about incentivising, you know, the 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 settings and the levers behind the scenes um, that will hopefully incentivise physical changes in 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 the in the electricity grid. But yeah, 
it's it's sort of a long way removed from 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 directly building something um, or closing something. And there was a, a paper that um, the Australian Energy Market Operator put out recently, which 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 was quite interesting. Um, it, it was just out of the blue and made some interesting comments about the NIG. Um, they're, they're, they're basically saying that it's not going to solve all the problems. Um, they're, they're talking about other initiatives to, to, to try and take more control over the, um, over the energy system. I'd actually heard there were some reports being released that saying it's worse than just business as usual. Yes, I've 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 read read some news about that as well. It's it's probably too early to say because it, it'll 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 keep changing. Um, the the next release is due in August, I think, and the next iteration of the NIC, and it may be that it gets overtaken by election campaigning. Um, it's 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 quite hard to tell what's going to happen with the we'll, NIC. We'll just hope for the best. Can you tell us a little bit about the Green Power Program and C three? Uh, yeah, sure. Yep. So, so green power is it's most frequently seen when when you're um, uh, selecting an electricity plan with your retailer um, or, or gas, um, and you can choose to to pay a bit extra for your electricity to to effectively green it, mm-hmm. m- make it greener. So your your extra payments go into uh, building new additional renewable energy projects. Um, Certified renewable energy. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a real advantage of the actual green power. It's, 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 it's a very solid project, uh, a solid system, yeah. Unfortunately, it's fairly expensive now, the, the green power, compared to w- what it was a few years ago. So, mm. yeah, you might want to look at other offsetting options. We, we are out of time in less than a minute. What's, what's ATA doing in Timor? Oh yeah, we we, we, we coordinate volunteers to uh, go over there and in, install um, solar lighting projects in remote villages, and yeah, we also do capacity building work with uh, local technicians over there to uh, continue that and maintain uh, the the systems. That's great work from what I've heard of it. Um, where can people find out more, Andrew? Yeah, ata.org.au is is the website. So yeah, that would be the main the- link. As you become a member, you get um, the magazines too, the Sanctuary and Renew, which are great resources. Yes, Thanks right. so much for your time today, Andrew. We've been speaking to Andrew Redaway from ATA. Beyond Zero Show is brought to you by the climate change solutions think tank Beyond Zero Emissions and is recorded in the studios of 3CR Melbourne and syndicated on the Australian Community Radio Network. If you want to listen to this show or any of the others we've done, then you can go to the bze.org.au and click on Podcasts. If you enjoy the program, can help donate to cover airtime costs and keep us on the air, please go to the BZD website and click on the Donate button. Thanks for listening and we look forward to joining you next week. Beyond Zero Emissions is an internationally recognised climate solutions think tank that is focused on solutions, not problems. Become part of the solution by becoming a monthly base load supporter. Go to www.bze.org.au to find out more. bze.org.au You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.